0: classic, Tom Petty. (laughs) She's a good girl Loves her mama Loves Jesus In America too She's a good girl Crazy about Elvis Loves Horses and a boyfriend too It's a long day Living in a
1: So, this is Matt Santos of the Mile High Show, episode 181B or 182. I don't know how I'm going to name it. Name it. Um uh, I recorded a very lengthy show this week, uh, and it was featuring four musical acts that are taking part in Music United uh, show. The uh, Music United presents a concert against teen bullying and suicide, a mini-music festival, on August 4th, beginning at 11.30 a.m., running to about 10 p.m. You can find out information on that show on Facebook at Music United, so please search that. It is put on by by uh, David Cottle, a friend of mine from the Prescott area, a musician and photographer from uh, from Prescott. He's been here many many years and is fully entrenched in the music and photo world up here. He has put on and this show August fourth again concert against teen bullying and suicide. It will take place at the Boys and Girls Club of Central Arizona at 335 East Aubrey Street in Prescott. Now, I recorded a couple of days ago at Metro Recording. Follow them on Facebook at Metro Recording on Facebook. So, uh, what, what Dave and I did, we took a trip down, down the highway to Metro Recording to meet with Elizabeth Tai, the Insomniacs band, Iron Kill and Sierra Cisneros, excuse me, Sierra, for butchering your name. Uh, And what I did, we we went a little long with each. uh, We didn't really have a format set up. I was going to play it by ear. And uh, I spent about a half hour or so with each group. Uh, So rather than have one very long uh, podcast, I broke it up into two. Uh, Both promoting the same thing, Uh, two things actually, Uh, young artists, young musicians in the area, as well as the program that they are taking part in, that being the August 4th Concert Against Teen Bullying and Suicide, hosted by Music Unlimited and David Cottle. Uh, a good cause promoting some good music. So that's what I did. The first half that uh, is just before this in the list, episode 181, is Elizabeth Ty and uh, Insomniacs. Uh, great musicians all the way around and some good conversation. This portion, this half, will be uh, Iron Kill and Sierra Cisneros. Sierra Cisneros, a singer-songwriter, solo act. Iron Kill is Steven and Michael, two brothers who make up half of Iron Kill, Iron Kill being a heavy metal band based out of the Phoenix area. So sit back, enjoy the conversation, enjoy some... That intro music you heard as well as the outro are both uh, Sierra Cisneros. Uh, up, I believe, is the one uh, that did the... I don't know. It's either Up uh, as the beginning, as the intro, or... Or outro, and then her cover of "Free Falling" by Tom Petty on either of the intro. I don't know how I'm going to put this together yet. I didn't even know I was splitting the show up until just now. So, check out uh, the event August fourth concert against teen bullying and suicide, as well as the Music United Facebook page for a way you can take part in uh, in uh, bringing awareness to this this tragic situation that many young ones face and old ones that of uh, of uh, despair and suicide and of course teen bullying uh, musicunited.brownpapertickets.com is how you can get tickets to the show um, it's going to be an all day thing let's see what else is on there and again thank you to the good folks at Metro Recording for letting us take up space there and if you are in need of any recording uh, space or, uh, or services, check them out, Metro Recording on Facebook and where else? Oh, Instagram, Metro Recording on Instagram. So check the good folks out there. Um, enjoy the show. Like I said, this is part two. Uh, we recorded down there a couple of days ago. Wanted to break it up a little bit. This is Iron Kill. And Sierra Cisneros Enjoy the show
0: Free falling. free, falling. free falling.
2: We're Iron Kill and my name is Steven
3: I'm Michael Michael
1: digging through his wallet Pretty casual on here so whatever I'll look for the Iron Kill <laughs> card the, I,
2: Now Iron Kill, where does that come from? How'd you come up with the name? Uh, I think I think you came I think Michael came up With the name I think he was thinking Of like Iron Maiden yeah. And Overkill And then he was like Iron Kid Well I, like that's, a, work.
3: that's the story I made up I don't know <laughs> but, I Just like know, the way it sounds Yeah that
2: sounded Pretty cool Yeah Where, where are you guys from? Uh, we're from like The west side of Phoenix oh, so, Like near Phoenix, Buckeye
3: Born and raised
2: <laughs> Yeah How's the metal scene Down here?
3: It's pretty cool I it's It's loyal Yeah It's loyal And I think You know there's times when it's like packed, you know, and I think there's, uh, there's, there's definitely your core bands and stuff that, yeah. that people come out and see. So there's definitely a scene here, yeah, and I think it's a pretty, you know, alive, you know, it's a pretty now, big scene. The metal
1: scene up in the Prescott area is th- there. There's not one as far as shows, but as far as fan base, there is. They're thirsty for metal, so we're hoping we're going to get some folks coming up. Dave, how long you been up there? In the Prescott area.
4: I've been I'm a you know, I moved there when I was seven, but I've been back for about twenty years now.
1: Oh, so you've you've seen the ebb and flow because Scotty's used to have a fairly big metal scene. Yeah. Uh they used to run quite a few regular shows at Jackass in Prescott Valley. Uh Tony's two. Tony's two did as well. The last couple of years nothing, and there is a strong fan base that is just dying for metal shows up there. And I think we're going to see some of those coming through some more because the, the the fans have been heard. I, a good buddy of ours you you don't know but Dave and I both know. Uh, he's been on the sh- on the podcast quite a bit. He has his own podcast. Let's give him a give him a plug. Real film nerds, Matt Hinshaw. Yeah,
4: love me. Big metal fan, and he, oh, I didn't know that. Oh yes, I just know he's. A photojournalist and photographs sports. So. Yeah, but he big metalhead and uh,
1: grew up in uh, Sierra Vista, which didn't uh, – same thing, didn't have a huge scene, but had their core guys who lived and died metal and then went to college here in Tempe. at the U, uh, 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 I always get a mix of – which one's in
4: – ASU. ASU.
1: I always get ASU How and you U of A. a-, a- I get them flip flop because which one's in Tucson, Oh, you can get in one? trouble for that. I'm not, I'm not from here. What do I know? Uh, but he grew up and went to school with guys that just, he, I don't even know what he's talking about. He tells me the bands that he's going to see. He comes down here for shows quite a bit and he'll, he'll mention names of bands. I'm like, I have no idea who you're talking about. How can you not know who they are? They're huge. I I don't know.
4: We both have a mutual friend named Sky Daddy and he plays like in all these bands, Rockabilly and Johnny Cash Tribute and stuff. Hey Sky. And, um, he, um. I took him to the Prescott Valley Music Fest, and he stayed for co op. Yeah. And he loved him. Yeah. You guys are heavier than co-op, yeah. but, and, so, and co-op's heavy for for Sky and heavy for Prescott. Uh,
1: as as a young uh, young adult and older teenager, I used to shop at a co-op. That's all I know of what <laughs> it was a hippie store. Long it was Trader Joe's before Trader Joe's existed. Yeah, co-op's a yeah. say... hemp, hemp shopping bags back when when nobody knew what they were wow. back in the olden days. I'm old, by the way. Uh, who were your
3: influences coming up? Uh, let's see. Um, everything I think, cause even like bad music, like influences me not, <laughs> not to do that, you know? Yeah. But
1: I think yeah. you learn from
3: it. Yeah. And we like all types of music. I, you know, there's no bad type of music inherently. You know, there's just each individual yeah. artist, each, by each, but I mean, I don't know as far as metal. And Obviously, your are old school guys like Pantera and you know Metallica and all those guys. And I like Avatar. Avatar's yeah. a newer band.
2: That's like my favorite band yeah, now. Have, and you have to throw in Lamb of God in there because they're pretty big on us. But and you're wearing the shirt. Yeah, yeah And yeah. then, uh, but like when it comes to like our songwriting and stuff, like I'm really influenced by like funk music, Earth and Fire yeah. and stuff. So like I throw in some like chops and jazz chops because I do jazz jazz band in school. So I throw like in some jazz stuff in there. All right. How how old are you guys? Uh, I'm 19. Uh, I'm 17.
1: Okay. young. How did you get hair that long at 17 and 19? And
4: those beards. Those beards. They're totally goodness. full. I,
2: I, I don't honestly know. I've, I've had the, the beard growing since, like, seventh grade. And I remember, like, teachers would be like, like, my first day of freshman year, like, it was only the freshmen. And the security guard told me I didn't have to go that day. And I was like, I'm a freshman. though. I was like, oh, I thought you were, like, a junior or a senior.
3: I mean, we would we, – he was removed from the middle school campus because he had a beard. <laughs> yeah, they went, they were wondering where he was there, and they asked yeah. him to go up Who's to the office. Who's the creepy old and, guy? That yeah. happens to yeah. Dave now.
4: <laughs> Cause not oh, only- there's no video, so my hand motions and my face and... <laughs> So, yeah, so they map. thought
2: you were like some older brother or parent hanging yeah, out. Was like one time, I was just like waiting for my mom to pick me up, and then when they finally, when my mom finally picked me up, like the, the aide went to the car and said, "I was about to tell him like you need to leave. or I'm going to call the cops." Because <laughs> I guess they thought I was like a guy looking for little children. I guess. <laughs> that well, because not only do we have a bag of candy
1: in your backpack, didn't help in. Yeah, because like yeah. we got
3: beards <laughs> and shirts. Like you know, not just the beards alone, but shirts with like dead bodies on yeah them. I like, I mean, we're not the most not sketchy looking guys
4: <laughs> however um last time i saw you guys out at club red you were wearing a waylon jennings shirt oh
3: i also yeah. got a lionel richie shirt too now you
1: talk about and I, i'm sorry michael and steven right yeah, yeah. okay they My, are also siblings michael? either one and your brothers your, your brothers yeah. yeah oh okay musical
2: family all around or just you guys uh, or you it, got any it, sisters any other brothers our older brother, his name's Jason. He's also like our drum tech. He got, oh no. he, He's got us to metal. Like we were born listening to it before we were even born. Like cute crank it all the time. Now, in the car. How much older is he than you guys? Uh, he's like 32, 33, 34.
1: He's older. Uh, Unlike uh, us, he looks good. good. Stre- that's a good stretch there. Yeah. So you were you there's 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 always that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, in your case, your brother. In in a lot of cases, it's a cousin or. Or the guy at the record store. Yeah. Somebody who turns you on to different things. My, my older... I'm the youngest of five. All right. And unfortunately... Well, I, I shouldn't say that. When I was in high school, it was unfortunate. And until I grew to appreciate it, it was unfortunate. But like my... I, I was joking around with Dave earlier when you said about siblings playing together. Uh, the Parsons family. My oldest sister... Seven years older than me, yeah, uh was like the biggest Donny Osmond, Keith Partridge, David Cassidy fan. So I grew up hearing the Partridge Family blasting on from the LPs on our on our hi fi set. And then my brother, his favorite music, grown up was the Bee Gees. Oh, we love uh, the Bee Gees. See, that's the thing. As a fifteen-year-old kid, it's like this stuff's garbage. It's yeah, and now I'm like, hey, that that's that's pretty good.
4: <laughs> yeah, that and, sounds great. And, and we got to do a plug for the Jackson Five. Jackson Five, yeah. which well,
2: I listen to Michael Jackson all day.
1: See, it was, but you go through these certain phases where that's garbage, and then when you get a little older and start, looking, okay, mm-hmm. now I can
2: appreciate it.
1: So, but there's always that there there's an older influence that will turn you on to the stuff that. You normally wouldn't have heard, or maybe your age group isn't listening to. So when you were say, sixth, seventh grade, what
2: was what was what were you being turned on to by your older brother? About sixth or seventh grade, it was still like the. That's like when I started getting like more into death metal type stuff, like Camel Corpse and stuff. But i it was like still like i'll Slayer. have to Google it I
1: it is wait, what was like, it called
2: uh cannibal corpse see, you got to be
1: careful when you google that because you'd oh, yeah. probably have to add plus music at the end, or you may be you may be exposed to a website yeah. you don't necessarily want it.
2: yeah yeah, but like I was also huge like in Metallica when I was yeah. in middle school, and then uh what like, okay Pantana. what year what year was this uh Probably like 2013 ish. Oh yeah. Okay, I want to say like
0: I but want to say
1: 99, 97, 98, 99. He's 17. My, my first and only Metallica concert. I was oddly enough where we're sitting out here. What's it called?
4: Metro Recording.
1: Metro Recording. There's a limo company right here. I. Long story, won't get into it. But I ended up being part owner of a limo company. We had a couple of cars. Yeah. And I drove a group of people to the cow palace in San Francisco and I dropped them off up front and then parked in the limo section and then realized I had to use the bathroom. And so I walked up to the gate, I'm in a suit and yeah. the guy goes, Oh, you, you drive one of the limos. I said, yeah, can I go and use it? He goes, yeah, go ahead. Hang out. I don't care. What you? So, And it was a Metallica show and I got to hang out, uh, Watching them play for a little bit, it was it was a fun it was a fun time. Not wasn't my genre of music, but I could appreciate
4: Mm -hmm. that they they were incredible. You didn't photograph them?
1: No, I was driving a limo. I photographed them (sighs) back in film days. Yeah. Well, you're old. I'm not.
2: So you're listening to Metallica and and Cannibal Corpse? What was it? Cannibal Uh, Cannibal Corpse. And like I was still, I like. Basically, my whole life, I was listening to the same stuff, but it wasn't until, like, about, like, my freshman year or eighth grade when I started, like, I listened to, like, Earth, Wind & Fire for, like, the first time, and I was like, that's actually not that bad. So I sort of, like, listened to it more, and then I started noticing that my drum playing was getting better, like, my chops are getting better and everything, and I was like, maybe if I I should start opening up more, and I realized that opening up was, like, the best thing I could do because my ability... Yeah. Has increased because I can play more than just metal now.
1: And letting different genres, different styles influence yeah. to what you're going to play, your yeah. style, your genre, but with all these other things feeding in. I think uh, uh like Chili Peppers and stuff really opened up ears and eyes to a different generation of the old 60s and 70s funk. Mm-hmm. And they, yeah. they
4: definitely do funk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was, they kind of brought that
1: brought some of those artists to a newer generation and and when that cycle keeps going and seeing those influences it's it's really neat to see. Now you guys are coming in at an age when buying music and coming home and reading the liner notes isn't something they do anymore, it's nah, not bandwidth. what most people do.
3: I, I go to I go, I get records, yeah. I buy records if they look cool. I don't want to know what it sounds like prior to getting, yeah. It. I have to go and get vinyl records and all that, and it's cheaper, it's like it's, a it's, dollar for a whole record. And most <laughs> of the time, it sucks, but it's cool, yeah. So, you know, and you get a cool the visual thing to art read of it, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would see.
1: I, wh- one of the things I like when I when I because I interview musicians pretty frequently, and uh, one of the things I like asking them is what was the first piece of music you bought. But what's th- that doesn't apply here. Oh, I,
3: oh, I <laughs> well, got. I got you. Got you. Got? I went you to. Got? I went to Walmart, and I had money, right? And it was like the first <laughs> time because ACDC was my 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 group. I used to dress up like yeah. Angus Young, the guitar player, and dance around. <laughs> I got dirty deeds done dirt cheap, and and you know that that and you know ac has some in, like innuendos on those records. Oh yeah, and it already instantly made me cooler at school because <laughs> I learned all the cool things, you know. And I but yeah, that was my
2: first record. Yeah, my first, I bought my money. My first I actually bought two for my first time. Yeah, I bought Lam- two Lamb of God CDs, Sacrament and uh, Late to Rest. Edited. Yeah, but it's edited, they're edited censored.
1: What was yours, Dave? What was your first
4: piece of music you bought on your own? I am not sure, but it was probably a Stones album.
1: <laughs> ah!
4: First one I ever got was an eight-track of
1: Goat's Head Soup. First thing I ever bought on there my own. There you go. Because I, I didn't know anything about the band. Underappreciated record. I enjoy At, at the time, at... Eight years old, Angie. I don't know why I heard it on the radio, and I really like that song, Angie.
4: I think that has Dance Little sister on it, doesn't it? Uh, it I can't be. remember. I don't, I don't I, have. I don't have an eight track anymore,
2: so I don't. What was the first the live head? music you guys saw? Uh, actually, my first one, I think. Well, I think I think I saw like Toby Keith with my mom, and Big and Rich. I like the state <laughs> fairs every year, but yeah. like my first metal one, I think was like Corn. How old were you? Um, When I saw Corn? I was probably in like sixth grade, so I was probably like 11,
3: 12.
2: Nice. Yeah, see, my first show was
3: um, my guitar instructor's band, who's also Stephen's drum instructor's old band, uh, Crash Street Kids, and they played a a CD thing at Zia Records, and that was my first Mm. show. And that was cool because I was eight years old, nine years old, and I saw my guitar instructor be a rock star, you know? Yeah. And so that was pretty cool to, you know, intimate first show, but yeah. That was my first one. No, you were you guys playing
1: music in school? You you like school band and stuff?
3: I did jazz band. He took yeah. it more serious than I did. I was just there just so I can play guitar. Most of the time, yeah. I'll play with the volume off and pretend like I can know I was doing. It. <laughs> but, <it> was, <laughs> but jazz band's pretty cool, though, right? Because it, it helps you learn like a lot of the music theory and the, the fundamentals. The, yeah. 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 But most of the time, I was just there just to play guitar. In class. Just to have access yeah. to yeah. the. He, instruments. Steven
2: yes. took it serious. Yeah. Real serious. And it's fun to like play other musicians like that are like. Different than playing yeah. with just like electric guitar, bass, and death metal vocals. It's like it's weird to play with like trumpets and and all yeah. that like, saxophones. It's pretty fun. So it's just
1: a
3: duo in your band? Nope, no, no, not. no, no? there's got? four so of us. Plus, tell us who, who else is associated. We got we got the uh, glorious Riley Mikus.
2: He plays lead guitar. Yeah,
3: and the lead poofy hair. <laughs> yeah, got, he's
4: definitely got the hair. Right. He's got Cupcake the hair. Like his, he's got
3: tattoos. the hair. Yeah, yeah.
4: How old is he? Uh, he's, 19.
3: he's nineteen. Nineteen. Old, old six and a 6 ni- Six-year-old and a 19 year old's body. Right. You met him um, pretty
4: much. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, he's
3: six is that. What oh saying? no. He he he's like. I mean that as the biggest compliment yeah. ever. Because he he you know, he's fun to be around. But. Yeah, oh yeah, that dude and his guitar though, but yeah, he he's an entertainer. Yeah, and it, it doesn't turn off when he gets off the stage. <laughs> it stays on a hundred percent of the time, and it's entertaining.
4: Nice. Yeah. One of the things that I love about Riley is um, sizzle fingers. Yeah, is um, he is so freaking fast. Uh, yeah. He oh, he's ridiculously
3: fast, and he hasn't played guitar that long, because I I. I, I, I I've been going to school with him since what third grade, wow. second to third grade. All right, but anyway, I've been in guitar, uh, you know, into the guitar as long as he's known me, you know, since second or third grade. But he didn't pick up the guitar until about seventh grade, and that uh, by the end of seventh grade, he was playing solos real wow. fast. And and then by a year later, he's better than most people. I hate people. And like I was that. like, Talented. I was like, well, this guy is going to be. In my band, you know, <laughs> uh, and, I, and I was already friends with him and we already got along and I'm the one that got him in the you know music. So I ended up working yeah,
2: that's out. Just, that's sort of how Riley is. Like when he, he used to play basketball, I guess, in third grade and stuff. And yeah. he used to be really good. Like everyone would challenge. No, him he
3: wasn't good. He, well, he, he said, elbowed. He elbowed. He's he pretty good. Don't listen to this. This is propaganda for Riley. <laughs> he, he elbowed. He hit. I don't care if he hears this. Full contact basketball. Oh, he played full contact. Yeah. Prison rules. And he'll say that. He'll <laughs> knock you over. Prison rules. But yeah, so don't go shoot
2: his, hoops with Riley. Is that where
3: he got his tats?
2: Is that? <laughs> but Riley actually, he did play. He started up playing the drums. Yeah, and he actually we got really pretty good at the drums and like a lesson. A oh, year. I forgot. Yeah, he was good at the drums. Yeah, and then he switched to guitar. Less than a year, he's already like playing like already master. So
3: Stephen, Mike, Riley, and who was the other? Uh, Ryan. She's our vocalist. Ah, uh, she, yeah, she, she. Heavy the metal, female mighty. and heavy metal, yeah. not
1: that common. No, or is it getting more more common? I
3: I think it's it's more accepted, not necessarily more common. But I think with it being more accepted, you're seeing it you know it's flourish. A fairly male dominated genre. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, and
1: what would you place her her vocal styles
4: in like comparable to what? Uh, You'll need to Google again. Go- yeah. Okay.
3: <laughs>
2: All right, it's uh, strictly I for don't him. It's Josh, like, so I don't... would say like she sort of sounds like Arch Enemy. Yeah, Arch Enemy. Arch Enemy has a female singer. The same type of thing. She sort of like sounds like some of like the black metal guys, like Behemoth and stuff, a little bit. Huh. Yeah, I'm
4: not sure. The thing that impressed me is she's just, um, she's a tiny package. Yeah. And she's got this voice that will blow everyone away. Wow. And I think in a lot of ways, she adding her to the band, you know, after your previous singer left, I think it made you guys heavier. Yeah, would, would you really? think
3: so? Yeah, yeah, because she she has a real when she sing or saying, yeah, whatever. when she, she, I don't know. They like to call it singing when or not. she
4: expresses her art when, form, when, yeah. When she's she, a vocalist, she yeah. makes vocal oh, yeah. sounds. So when she's singing, yeah. it's singing.
3: The thing, yeah. It's augment. You know, you augment your voice. It's singing. But yeah. when she sings, she's very guttural and she's very like yeah. emotional when she sings, and you can really feel the vibe of the song. Nice. And that's, and you know, in metal, like you always hear, like, oh, I can't, I don't know what they're saying, I don't know what they're saying. Yeah. But you always know what she's saying because you can see it, you know, and you can hear it in her voice. And you, even if you don't know what the words are, you S- feel in the, the emotion. Yeah, so and-
1: getting that other sense, that visual sense, yeah. really plays a part in your yeah. guys'
3: Yeah. Show. And in heavy metal, heavy is, is, you know, in many ways referring to the emotional impact of the song. Yeah. And, you know, and she really brings that to the
2: table nice yeah she with like the lyrics like even though she's doing like the low death grinds you can or you can sort of understand her more like people are like starting to like know the lyrics more yeah. and like the way she like does it it's like it's so powerful like the way she like phrases the words that like you can just yeah like he said like you just feel it like the impact of each lyric even if you are even if it's like a low death guy, you can still feel like yeah. her emotion coming out
4: we were we were talking in the green room about what a cool community the metal community is yeah um you know you got these guys with the hair and the tattoos and the beards and and they're some of the most loving people i've ever met
3: yeah yeah and, and uh, for sure because you know playing in the metal scene at young age we're 15 16 there's a lot of local bands i'm gonna shout out a couple but like this band called scatter guts band called saint breaker and think about those guys when you're 14 15 you hear their music you buy their cds you're listening to them just as much as you're listening to Slayer or Metallica. So in many ways, they become an influence. And it's very cool to be able to talk to an influence. Yeah. And it's very cool to, you know, you know, it's cool to be in that scene and and idolize your scene, you know? And being able to appreciate
1: the local artists instead of, because a lot of of music genres are, you're not really recognized until you... Mm -hmm reach a certain plateau whether that be record sales airplay uh videos or whatever downloads touring and i've seen this with my very limited exposure to to the metal scene the bay area had a fairly vibrant scene mystic rage was a was a band that i used to shoot a lot they they play vegas a lot and they they play in reno I was surprised they were still together, but they, they they 'cause this is we're talking thirty some years ago twenty five years ago, but the metal genre because a lot of times because they're not as mainstream, yeah, they're playing smaller clubs, so they have like we talked about earlier that very loyal and mm-hmm. dedicated following, so the 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 groups that aren't making the big commercial impact are seem to be. Appreciated and recognized even more so, so that fan base is built quicker, and they they're really dedicated. When they find somebody they like, they latch on, and they they are they yeah. are dedicated. And yeah.
3: metal fans, there's no you know with every other type of music, you got casual listeners. Metal becomes a lifestyle, yeah, and more so than any other genre. You know, like because a lot of people listen to country or they listen to pop, whatever, whatever, passive. Yeah, um, and they, they it's on on the radio while they drive to work. But metalheads, they listen to it and it, 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 you know, they take on the whole persona. <laughs> and, and I think so. You always got that thing where they're really attached because even I think the way a metalhead listens to music, whether it's you know not even metal, whether it's like Steven with um, Earth, Wind and Fire and stuff, they listen to it with like a certain passion that gotcha. a lot of other fans don't do because there is no casual you metal. Dive fans. in head first. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I think that's where in it, its. Uh, Large number, but it's still the minority of, you know, people. But I think they really – because they know each other.
4: Now you – sorry. You guys have become fairly well-known not only national but international because – I mean, places like Germany, and someday you guys will be playing there. Um, They just have this huge metal scene. And um, you guys, I know, have played the Whiskey Go-Go. You played the three-day Texas Metal Fest this year. I forget what that one's called. Yeah, the Memorial Day Fest. Yeah, does Donington still go on? Because you guys could kill it there.
3: Donington? (laughs) Uh, I'm not sure. I think they might have changed names. That or they're not around anymore. I'm I'm not sure. There's there's a guy I've done some work with, J.T. Habershat.
1: He's a comic, but he does the Altercation Comedy Festival. It's a mix. It's in Austin, and it's a mix between uh punk. Uh, it's comedy based. Yeah. But it, he also mixes in uh, a lot of metal and and punk musicians in the whole fest. Oh, very cool. And he's uh he's through Phoenix quite a bit too. He's got some association here in town. But he's he was, he was a uh, metal and punk writer before he got into comedy and i'm trying to think of the record label that he's with i can't remember but uh texas has a very active and big metal scene
3: oh yeah i i think
1: it's uh which the, the casual outsider would not associate texas with metal but yeah
3: it's, they uh the i the more you hear from musicians that tour around the farther east you go you know the more musically like, yeah. in all their genres. And I think in Texas, I think especially since, you know, you got ZZ Top coming from there.
4: Yeah. You really? Got,
3: yeah. And you got Pantera in the metal. They have all these, they're very musical in Texas. And I, we learned that playing there, and there's a lot of cool people in Texas, and they all love music, you know, like, and metal is one of the things that they love. When it comes to their music. So, the folks in Prescott are going to get a chance to check you out
4: on August 4th. At they have the... played Prescott a couple times. Oh, you have already?
3: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't think the venue's there anymore. It's called The Shop. Yeah, You we were there. In Prescott
4: right? Valley. A few times. It... Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: but we're going to get a chance to see you on August 4th at.
4: At the um, concert against teen bullying and suicide, put on by Music United.
1: Why? Why are you guys associated with this? What? Wh- what brings you this time to?
3: Person? Well, let's see, um, there's there's a lot of things. I you know, it's always cool on to you know get out of our area. But as far as the show and what the show is bringing awareness to, and it's something that everyone in the A Z scene and the in the U S music scene everyone, you know, you learn that suicide, especially teen suicide, so it's a real thing. Yeah. You know, and I think, and, and when you're younger, you hear about it, you know what it is. But in, everyone's been affected by it. Everyone, yeah. everyone's known someone. Everyone's heard. And when it's people you know, you know, it it becomes a very real thing. And this show, especially, you know, it's bringing awareness, but it's also like a memorial type thing. Yes because they all love to play music, a lot of these people that we've known and stuff. And it, it becomes a real thing, you know, so it's something that happens and it's something that, you know, collectively as a society needs to be, you know, awareness needs to be brought to everyone. Shine a light. Let, so yeah. this is a very small part of a big conscious yeah. thing going on. So it's like it needs to, you know, light needs to be shined on this event, you know.
1: And there yeah. needs to be more things
3: like this, yeah. so we just want to get on it and and to
1: bring awareness to it. And Dave and I were talking; I, I, it could have been on Mike, it could have been off. I don't remember, but about the 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 mental disposition, the aspect of of in our generation, old guys, uh, emotional issues, and in turn, mental conditions and issues were were. Uh, you know, you pr- repress them, push them
4: down, push them down. That's mm-hmm. a weakness. And that's what
1: leads up to people feeling they have no way out.
4: And that's also, I think, why a lot of people um, are surprised yeah. when, um, you know, particularly a teen um, dies by suicide. And um you know, the the parents might not be aware. Yeah. In some cases, you know, they've been trying to get help and, and stuff. But every, one, every once in a while, you were just shocked yeah. Yeah. by something like um, Tyler Hedstrom, a local young musician. Yeah. I think you were friends with him, if yeah, I'm me not mistaken. And
2: were pretty, me and him were pretty good friends. Like, we would stay in contact and stuff. And, like, when I found out that he committed suicide, like, I was shocked because, like, you wouldn't realize that he yeah. was struggling.
1: And the more that, Events like this one, Dave, that you're putting on on August fourth, uh, can can let people who may be struggling or know somebody who's struggling know, you know what? If it, yeah, it's something to go through. It's something you have to deal with, but get help. There, don't carry that burden by yourself. Let you know, seek out what what can help you. Because, like I said, in in our generation, it you know we were taught you know to not to repress express, it. to repress yeah. those emotions uh but we all go through things and when it gets to that point let's not let it get to that point yeah you're not alone everybody's battling with something obviously there are others there there are people who battle things much deeper than than the majority of us but to seek out some help uh let people know through events like this you're not alone here's some Some uh, programs, some organizations, some people who can
4: help you. And let the um, community know that it's a real thing. Yeah. And in a place, you know, I'm hoping to take smaller versions of what we're doing to other communities around the state. I'm hoping to do a big one in Phoenix maybe next year. But um, when someone like Ardera um, does this, In a small community. I mean, they had to close off part of the highway to get the cars in for her memorial. I mean, in small towns, it affects everyone. And sometimes, even down here, but in smaller communities, it sometimes becomes an epidemic. Yeah. Um, Yeah. One person will do it. And when these people uh, reach out for help, people will say... um, I don't know, you're just seeking attention, blah, blah, blah. And so um, I've done a lot of talking with T Lifeline, and I've personally done um, a lot of social work with kids and families, kids of all ages. And um, if you can't talk to your parents, you need to find a trusted adult and talk to them, someone that will take you seriously. It may or may not be a family member. But it's gotta be someone you trust and know mm-hmm. that can yeah. that you can talk with and they can go, Oh crap, we need to get this person yeah. some help. Are you open to some help? Yeah. I don't think anyone real there are a few that really want to take their life, but um um I don't know, it's it's it it's hard for me to realize that a young person, you know, a beautiful young soul can get to that point yeah. where they're gonna take a a permanent solution to a what could be a temporary issue. Um, it could be a severe mental Ill- illness they deal with all their life, too. Yeah. But get some help. Yeah. Talk to somebody. And,
1: and yeah. to, again, bring awareness to the problem and and ultimately hopefully a solution by inviting and putting out an event like this one that you're doing, Dave, uh, that is covering a lot of different genres. So we're going to get a lot of different people with different tastes in music, different tastes in lifestyle, different, uh, different goals and ambitions coming in to see guys like you. Again, let's wrap it up with who you are, what the band is, and where folks can find out information about you.
2: All right, go first, Stephen. Uh, we're Iron Kill, and I'm Stephen. All right, see, so I got my cheat card here. All right,
3: uh, Michael. And you he can- needed a business card to know his name. <laughs> this is all right. What? <laughs> hey. Where am I at? Oh, I found it. Okay, sorry. Michael. We my- got to oh, the yeah, Michael, got- part. Hey, I'm Michael. All right. You can find us at www.ironkillband.com. I think that's current. I hope so. <laughs> and then you can find us on Instagram with at Iron Kill Official Band and Facebook, Iron Kill Official Band as well. Nice.
1: There All right, guys. Go. Hey, thanks for taking time. To oh, see hey, thanks for having us. Plug again. in. Who's, who's the rest of the band?
3: Oh, we got Riley Micus on lead guitar and Ryan Spallin, Spallin on lead vocal. I knew her last name. I was just trying to build up. You
4: used your real suspense. last name,
1: and he did that without a business card.
3: I did yeah. it without a business That's, card. But his
1: I, name, he needed. needed. Why well, rehearse theirs? Iron Kill, Thanks a lot for oh, sitting yeah, with us. Thank you for having we us. For having look us. forward to having you up there, August fourth, and uh, in future dates. And we'll look forward to this guy. We'll oh yeah, for no problem. Guys, right? It's thanks, fun, Yeah, all this stuff's fun. Yeah. Appreciate it. First off,
0: tell me who you are
1: and where folks can find out about you. Website, uh-huh. social media, anything you got to plug.
0: All right. Well, my name's Sierra Cisneros, uh, C-I-A-R-A, C-I-S-N-E-R-O-S. Sometimes it's a little and hard. unlike yeah. those
1: metalheads, she didn't need a She notebook. didn't have to
4: pull out her business card to figure out who she was. <laughs>
0: um, well, you can find me on Facebook under just my name, Instagram over under Sierra Cisneros Official, and those are really my two main ones. And then yeah. I have a couple. I have a, actually, I have a single out, the one I'm going to uh, play. It's called... Called up uh, You can find it Under Sierra Scenarios On Spotify Apple Music Very nice Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> And where, you from Down here in the valley where, where, um, Where's home for you Queen not, Creek Not your address We don't want <laughs> no, to give No don't worry <laughs> Queen, Queen Creek Now I yes. get these mixed up Queen Creek Is yes. like Chandler Area yes. And so. then Cave Creek Is the uh, I get North. the creeks Mixed, mixed up Okay yeah. Yeah. So you're Queen Creek mm-hmm. Down that way Born and raised there
0: Um yeah, but just about, I yeah. Spend
1: most of your life there? Yeah, for sure. Most of your life, if you don't mind me asking, is how long?
0: I how old are you? I now, I have to think about it. <laughs> 19, I'm 19. I
1: am amazed, thoroughly amazed and uh, and impressed, David, by uh, the musicians that we've talked to tonight that are all right around, I think the youngest was 15, mm-hmm. Our Leah, our bass player. Oh, wow. And, uh, and, uh up to 19, and one I think was 20 years old. So much talent in so many short years. How long have you been playing guitar?
0: Uh, I think I've been playing for about uh, five years now, Mm -hmm. five-ish. Was that
1: your first instrument you picked Uh, up? Well,
0: really my first. I've been singing ever since I was little. Yeah, yeah. So
1: that instrument, your voice. Yes,
0: yes. Um, My mom and dad always tell me stories of, how my, my grandpa would hung, hum the Barney tune and I I would just baby, baby, <laughs> and I would hum it right back to him. So Interesting.
1: Yeah. You get a lot of family down here?
0: Yes, yeah, pretty much all how, my family. How
1: big of a family?
0: Quite a big family.
1: <laughs> Give me a t- Now, yeah. and, and, and again, if we get in any areas that you are not willing, able, or comfortable talking about, just tell me and we'll go off. But uh, Hispanic background? Yes, yes. Okay, myself much. as well. Yeah. I am, uh, my mom... Uh, Mexican from uh, northern Mexico, and she was born in El Centro, right over the border, uh, in the mountains outside of San Diego. (laughs) Uh, Hispanic, my dad, Portuguese. Oh, cool. Both very large families. Yes. Uh, The last count, I think, uh, most of them still in the Bay Area, of about 140-some-odd cousins. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) My mom was in the middle of 10 or 11 kids. My dad, same, of 13. Wow. Uh, My mom had six. I'm the youngest of six, and uh, she wanted 10. It did not happen. I I like to say she stopped when the perfect child was born, (laughs) but that is not the case. The doctors told her, just stop. You've had enough. How many in your family, immediate brothers, sisters?
0: Uh, No, I am an only child. Oh,
1: my goodness. Are you, you... Then you... <laughs> you that, spoiled that must, no yeah. I I have no I'm I have an only child as well. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not spoiled cuz we're broke. <laughs> uh he <laughs> broke financially and emotionally. He doesn't get any attention whatsoever. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like to joke, he's the most photographed kid in Yavapai County, I think. <laughs> that and my
4: older yeah. daughter. <laughs>
1: uh, one child in your family. Yeah, A lot of yes. cousins and, oh, and aunts and uncles. Oh, local.
0: yeah. Real, real close. Yeah, yeah. We have Saturday, Sunday, every every oh, day, family dinner. So beautiful. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> grandpa was the one that was humming, you said? Uh, my grandpa, yes. A lot of music in your family?
0: Or? Actually, they're the only one that. Well, one of my cousins sings, and then the one I really got it from was my nana. She started. Uh, she taught me a little bit on guitar, and then she always kind of helps me with singing. Sierra, nice. get your hands out of your pockets, because I always <laughs> used to sing there, you know, all, all scared and stiff. But uh, yeah, she's the one I really got that from. And then Oof. my my grandma is very creative as well. Very nice, pretty creative. Yeah.
1: So you start uh, singing at as long as you can remember yes. singing was just part of your for sure all day everyday life what what uh motivated you to pick up the guitar Grandma? well
0: um well yeah but really where it started i used i was playing basketball pretty uh i played for about seven years oh wow and then one time i sprained my ankle was not fun Um, but I recovered. Then I sprained it the very next time I went back to pick up the ball, and uh, then I (laughs) was decided I didn't wanna do that anymore. So, uh, my parents put me into voice lessons, and I really liked it, and then, um, For uh, probably another birthday or something, I went into guitar lessons. Nice. uh, So
1: the voice lessons to kind of fine tune what you'd already been doing, but a little more formalized. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What uh, what kind? Now you you were playing just real quick for us as we were doing a sound check. What was that song you were playing? Knocking on Heaven's Door. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Has one of the Dave? Correct me if I'm wrong, but probably one of the the staples of cover songs. For singers and pretty and much, it's yeah. not
4: it's not Margaritaville or Sweet Home Alabama.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but one of the ones you and you did beautifully. Oh, you thanks. were playing that beautifully. <laughs> I love to hear other people's uh, interpretations of oh, yeah. songs, especially very familiar songs, and how they they tweak them and mm-hmm. make them their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you do a lot of covers? Do you try and do mostly originals? Do you mix it up?
0: I mix it up. Yeah. Um, as much as I'd, as I'd love to do mostly originals, I find that the crowd really likes yeah. the the well, you know well known covers. And-,
1: and, and the crowd being, where do you play? Where where can where do folks? Do you have like a home stage, a home <laughs> a home venue that you frequent, or do you go wherever somebody will set up a mic?
0: honestly it's it's wherever it's been it's been really like slow lately just because i've been at asu so it's been it's been crazy over there i haven't been able to been as be as out as i would like to but i'd probably say my home is sozo's coffee house just because um i always do the open mics there i don't necessarily have a lot of shows i'll have a show once in a while but uh uh, that's kind of what feels like home for me yeah if
1: how how would you classify or categorize your your style, your music?
0: Ugh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. As David knows, um I I have really just acoustic singer-songwriters yeah. about as broad as I could get cuz yeah. I have one song that's kind of like has a spanish influence and the very one i'm nice. gonna play is very acoustic and kind of poppy i have some rock elements so just alternative maybe i don't know
1: <laughs> out of your the ones that you do as covers mm-hmm. is there any one that has been i'm sorry sierra right yes. has been Sierraized? is that a word <laughs> And I'm I'm bringing this back because uh, uh, you know Wes Williams. Uh, Wes has been a frequent guest on this show, and he has—he's definitely got his style. He's got his influences, but every once in a while, he will take a song that is so far out of his genre, and he wessifies it. It It's like to say, Uh, Danny Romero.
4: Danny's awesome.
1: Danny is an incredibly gifted singer and songwriter country genre uh, country genre rockabilly and when he takes some of his old LA influences he used to split time between Bullhead City with his mom and LA with his dad so he would hear the old uh cowboy music in Bullhead and then skate skate skater punk oh, early well. 80s stuff that was influencing him when he was in spending summers in LA yeah. and when he throws uh his country twang and fiddle player with Jordan Brambilla playing fiddle to a social distortion song oh, wow. at he the palace.
4: Loves Michael Ness
1: yeah it it's so he really danifies his music is there anything <laughs> that you cover that would surprise people when they when they hear you play your originals and then you throw a cover mm-hmm. in is there something that's so out of <sighs> the box
0: well i really do try and um with every cover i play try to try to make it a little different make it mine but um i would say the ones that i'm most known for are oof i do kiss by prince um acoustify it oh yeah i've heard that yeah yeah so people tend to really like that one um one time I did a thriller by Michael Jackson over at uh, Proof is in the Pudding. People really liked that one, too. So, uh, you know, I'm just kind of all over the spectrum with kind of nice. how I. So how some I, of that. Yeah. Some
1: of that R&B and funk on yeah. an acoustic guitar. Yeah. Yeah. And when you say, when you were talking about how how you, when you're performing, mm-hmm. when you're expressing your art form and playing in front of an audience, sometimes you do how, you you know, you, you and I don't. I mean this as a comment when you when you play to the audience. Yes. Not pandering to them, but you know, they want to hear some of the familiar tunes. Mm-hmm. When when especially in the singer songwriter acoustic genre, mm-hmm. and we see a lot of that with uh Les Leslie Earl Lyman oh, a yeah. friend of the show. Beautiful songwriter and beautiful guitar player. Uh and he looks like he would be playing with a metal In band. Iron Kill. <laughs> yeah. In iron Long hair down the middle of his oh, back, wow. big gray beard, just mm-hmm. a a mountain man. I went and, the first time I, I picked him up at his house. I I was recording the intro to the podcast, going to his house, saying that I was looking for the cave that he crawled out of, <laughs> and was slightly amused that it was a standard house in the suburbs. Yeah. Uh, but he will do the same. He'll play a cover and really make it his own. Mm-hmm. So just when people, fire. yeah, when people are listening to you playing your originals or, or the things more in your genre and then they Hey wait, I know that song. Yeah. That's that's thriller mm-hmm, or that's mm-hmm. kiss. You know, the 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 spark it really it really grabs them in yeah. and kinda especially when you're playing like uh coffee shops or, mm-hmm. or smaller open mic venue things people are kind of listening and they're talking and they're enjoying their beverage or whatever and then whoa they're <laughs> drawn into what you're playing and it, you, when you're able to grab the audience like that yeah what a thrill that is to be able to to feel that from the from the mic oh, and from sure. the stage Oh yeah <laughs> now you as a singer picking up the guitar early always singing in your house with your family mm-hmm. your grandfather your your parents what was the first time you sang in public um, to a non-family family audience.
0: <laughs> um, well, as I was really little. The first time that I can remember, it was at a church fiesta, and I sang an old song called 16 Tons. Yeah? I learned it. Um, I was so little. I was so little. I was probably, ugh, I don't even know. <laughs> I was still... Like maybe five or six, you know, I got up there with my little it was like a kind of like a raggedy kinda like boozy kind of song, you know. Yeah. So I got up there with my little my little cap and my <laughs> torn glove and I got up there and sang sixteen tons, yeah. <laughs> Who did
1: that originally, David? <laughs> was it You're, Tennessee or I, I wanna I say I think it was, yeah. 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 Uh, how did it go? It, it is before my time yeah there's nothing before your time
0: (laughs) i'm pretty sure my nana was beaming (laughs) because uh you know it was just kind of it was one of those songs where uh my nana used to babysit me um we would sit there and sing it in the car or sing it wherever so it was a kind of a special song so it was was very nice give us
4: a quick verse of
0: 16 (laughs) tones um 16 tones what do you get Another day older and a deeper in debt. Same feeder, don't you call me? Because I can't go out so my soul to the company store. <laughs> yeah. Boom, boom, boom yeah. Yeah. Beautiful.
1: And you have sierra eyes. That was yeah. gorgeous. What... Uh, Talk a little bit more as you grew, as mm-hmm. you grew up and got a little older and played, since you had been singing in front of people and at five at the church... Are there any nerves there? Do you do you still feel that, or did you ever?
0: Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially, well, when I was little, I would shoot, I'd get up anywhere, and I would go sing. Yeah. I would sing at Kids are family fearless. churches, or, you know, but then um, once I start getting older, seventh and eighth grade, where I really started taking- it's middle school. Things, yeah, yeah. It's always middle school. Yeah, we started kind of taking things seriously and realize, oh, my gosh, people are watching me put my soul up the line, yeah. you know. Um, that's when the nerves kind of started. Yeah. Um, and then from there I was able to push through and now I get sometimes I get nervous, sometimes I don't. It really I kinda I'm in tune with like the feel of the venue, if it's really yeah. like Sozos are really such a warm place to be. You've mentioned yeah. before.
1: You said it's kinda your give It's a, a very plug. cool spot. It is. Give a little plug. Where are they located? And um can-
0: they are located in Chandler um i'm not quite sure i'll, I'll put a link oh, sozo's coffee em. house yep they have the, the best open mic it's I'd almost cool and something yeah yeah it's I, way south
4: okay from prescott <laughs> <laughs> everything is
0: yeah but um you know they just have such a warm atmosphere that uh you know to players that are new and to players that are older they're they're always welcome there so very nice yeah yeah
1: the the art and performing scene in Phoenix and the the, the Valley. Mm-hmm. It, every to me, everything down here is Phoenix. Yeah, yep. <laughs> uh, it has I was so blown away by by what's down here when mm-hmm. I first moved here.
0: Yeah, for sure, many
1: it's... years ago, or or to Arizona anyway. Uh, from the music scene, the comedy scene, the mm-hmm. art scene. Yeah. When I I came down and the first time I I had been through the neighborhood was maybe four years ago for a comedy uh show and I met the guy at uh I'm probably getting it wrong, Alvarado Market. Do you know that? It's it, the third space was down there and space fifty five. It's this whole art community area off of downtown Roosevelt Row somewhere? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's I was a big just, I was I I kinda wandered around looking at some of the little funky shops. The Lawn Gnome Bookstore. I think they've closed now, but they were they were open, and they had some poetry open mics, and some music open mics, some storyteller stuff. Uh, there's another place that uh, I'm butchering it, Alum House or something. Neat little Allum House,
4: yeah. yeah, yeah, I think.
1: There's just so, and it's oh,
4: no, that's in Tempe,
1: but there's just so much going on. That, unless you search it out, you don't know about it. Right. And you can almost stumble into these little places. Oh, Go yeah. What's going on here? Oh, it's a show. Uh-huh. And just such neat stuff going on. Mm-hmm. As a performer, to have so many uh, outlets and so many places mm-hmm. where you can. Display your art and mm-hmm. perform as Why well, Do you get up to the Prescott area much? You're going to be up there for
4: the August 4th show that's entitled, Uh-oh. Dave? Oh. Music? Me again. <laughs> um, it's a concert against um, teen bullying and suicide, and it's put on by Music United. Do you get up to the Prescott area to play much?
0: Um, not as much as I would like to. And why not? <laughs> so, was my follow-up well, question. Well, why not? Because well, right now ASU she lives you. in Queen Creek and Queen Gosh. Creek. Yeah, so so maybe once school starts to kind of lighten up. Um, you know, once I get out of there, then then I'll probably maybe do some, nice. some stuff Nice. I up will there put
1: anyway. this out there right now where mm-hmm. I think it would be an excellent fit for you. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what your Friday schedules are like, but the uh, we haven't done any plugs. I haven't done any commercials in these interviews that we're doing. So we're going to do it right now. For any venues, anyway. The... um. The sponsor for the main sponsor for our podcast, the Mile High Show, Big Daddy E's Barbecue, it's in Chino Valley, Bdebbq.com. dot com. That excellent does a th- excellent. Now, excellent everything, but they on Friday evenings from spring through mid fall. There's no real set thing, but every Friday from five to seven, they have a the tiny but mighty stage out in the patio <laughs> that is. Geared perfect for singer-songwriters, solo acts, but although we have had some bands out there, Sky brought the the three-piece 99 Years Band out oh, there. Oh, that's to, fun. But it's a great little spot for singer-songwriters. Uh, Eric Veneer, the owner at Big Daddy E's, uh, wanted a few years ago, because he's a music fan, mm-hmm. wanted to have a spot where people can play and Sky plays out there, Leslie or alignment plays out there, lot, Chuck yeah. Hall plays out there, P.K. Gregory. Um, a lot of the musicians from up in the Prescott and Verde area and you would be a dynamite fit. <laughs> Just from the little bit I've heard, uh, you would be a beautiful fit out there. Oh, so maybe to. we yeah. can get you in Chino Valley right outside of Prescott. And, of course, the the Whiskey Row and surrounding area the courthouse square mm-hmm. music scene almost seven nights a week has music at different venues uh the raven cafe i could see She'd her sitting in that, that corner, corner you know at the what? raven
0: I, I think i've reached out to the raven before i've not heard back <laughs> they will hear
1: this no, show <laughs> they will uh the and i hate to do it this way cuz i can never remember what did i call it i don't remember annie's no, I call Coyote far far from Coyote Annie's Attic Folsom. Folsom. <laughs> this place now the rickety cricket. The, yeah, this I I had it about a nine to... a nine word title for the venue because it's changed hands so many times <laughs> a lot.
4: But bones brick and bones too.
1: It was Coyote Joe's Annie's Attic, uh, Brick and Bones far from Folsom, rickety crickets. It's been something else in there. Whatever it's called, it's a beautiful venue. They've got an outdoor patio for the larger shows, and that upstairs room is dynamite for singer songs. It really
4: ratings. is, particularly in the winter because
1: it's cold outside. Beca- yes, <laughs> it's, there's so many spots, Granite Mountain Brewery, all these folk, places where I've recorded in because they are all such great supporters of local musicians, artists, uh, performers. And I, what I, the thing that caught my eye when I first moved to Arizona, fourteen, fifteen years ago, is I stumbled into a an open mic. I I want to say it was a Birdcage, but I'm not sure. It was probably
4: Sky. Uh,
1: no, it was. Uh, I can't remember the musicians that were there, but I'm walking in and listening to these people playing at an open mic, and I've seen the same thing down here in the mm-hmm. valley, where in other parts of the country these are ticketed shows. Mm-hmm. And the level of talent that is floating in and out of these small venues mm-hmm. where you can literally sit this close as we are. I'm gesturing on an audio-only <laughs> podcast five feet away from somebody who is playing at such a level that anywhere else in the country is, like I said, a ticketed show. And you can walk in and see these folks. Mm-hmm. So wh- that's one of the reasons I started this podcast yeah. Well, I four think- years ago was to... Support the local performers and get the word out of them. Go ahead, Dave.
4: Well, I think um, people tend to forget that every big band out there that you're fans of was probably a local band somewhere. Oh, yeah. Um, I know you cover Hotel California. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Don Felder and those guys here, Mm -hmm. Glenn Fry, Phoenix, Linda Ronstadt, Phoenix, Mm -hmm. playing clubs. Yeah. You know, Tucson, um, big family as well. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I, I always encourage people and so does Matt to get out and see these local bands. Yeah. And in Prescott we have a lot of retired musicians. We have a lot of famous talent up there. Yeah. Um and um it's a good place to like hang and live. And um people like Drew Hall, gotta plug Drew. Um he's playing all over right now with the Nam and, and um Who who's do you have any family up there? Up um, in the press yes, today. you do. I do. I have your aunt, aunt bought tickets,
0: and aunt and uncle, yes, Aunt oh. Janet and Uncle Chris up there.
1: Who's Cisneros, the blues guy? Oh, Freddie, Freddie Cisneros. Any not relation? related to Freddie.
0: <laughs> no, he
1: has played one, he's a dynamite musician, and and he has played with every, every big name blues act for the last. Five decades. He was a least. Great, great, player, incredible. And the first time I ever saw him play was at uh, it used to be Donna's Hut. What's it called now?
4: I'm not sure, but it does. You know change. what I'm talking about? They yeah. do a they do an open mic and a blues jam, or at least they no, used the to. No, the blues jam is now at Windsock. Anyway, they moved I, it I walk to in. Windsock. Okay,
1: there's there's 15 people there, and that was standing room only. It's that size of a place. Wow. And Cisneros was Jimmy. Was it? Freddie, Freddie, Freddie. I know a Jim, Cisner, Jimmy Cisneros, up in Chino, Baldur. Uh But Freddie was blowing the doors off of this. But I'm going. wait, Where did he come from? They go, no, he's been everywhere. He just
4: happened to retire here, like you said. Yeah, I think I uh, first saw Freddie at Acker Music Night Incre- oh, in December. Acker,
1: that's where you need to be involved with Acker. That's oh, that would big be awesome. Musical it's a musical festival, but it all takes place in one night. <laughs> it's wow. a very mini Mesa Music Fest. Oh, fun! Um, you walk into every little that Prescott Courthouse Square, Whiskey Row, every area mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. little clothing boutiques, coffee shops, art galleries, and then some larger restaurants and things in the and the brew brew pub and bars. And so. Even the Elks. Every single door for, storefront has an act going on, so people just. And it's in December, yeah. it's cold, it's wintry, hot chocolate fun, and snow. Yeah. <laughs> and they I've just wander and around, around and hit all the little... And there's music filling the entire square. And
4: it's such a beautiful, oh, beautiful night.
0: Sounds like a fun... And,
4: and a, I've seen you in a Santa hat before. <laughs> yes, yes, I've been in
0: Santa hats.
1: <laughs> so why, why did you choose to be involved with this August 4th event that, that David Cottle's putting on?
0: Well, you know, I just I was, I was thinking about that on the way in the car. And uh, you know, it's just such a great cause. You know, I feel like just lately, there's been a lot of you know suicides within the music community. Unfortunately, yeah. even even you know, but beyond local, even with the the main stars, yes. you know. And I think it was great to bring awareness to that and just kind of tell everybody that you know we're all we're all here for you. You know, we're all here for each other.
4: And you're not alone. You're not yeah. alone.
0: You're not alone. Exactly.
4: Some of us feel that stuff. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. You know. So I just think it's a really important. How so?
1: To to do something good for for the community in general, but just in, for, for the human race in general. Yeah. Uh, how important is that for you as an artist? To I mean, it's kind of a hack thing to say. we giving back to the community to give something <laughs> back, but how important is that for? For you as an artist to not just be heard mm-hmm. to be okay. seen mm-hmm. but to have a message behind what people are seeing
0: oh it's 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 really what drives my music I, with every song that I have I try to have either a positive element or just you know something that people can really relate to so yeah. that you know so just in that moment you know people who are listening to my songs can feel like they're not alone you know um, and I just, I always tell my parents, you know, if I ever make it big, this, I want to make it big because I want my music to be out there and for people to be really connecting with it and um, just to have some real stuff out there because I yeah. feel like some of the music that, that gets big is about, you know, drugs and, you know, that kind of just like bad stuff. I want to bring positive messages yeah. out there to everybody.
1: What are you studying in college?
0: I'm studying graphic design. Graphic design. <laughs> yeah.
4: And you were just accepted into the ASU school, one of yes. what 60
0: people? Um it was about I think it started off with like a hundred some odd. Um and then it like it went down after a couple of weeks and um it was about I think they. that was about 90 people. I was about okay. one of five. So yeah.
1: artists in not just the musical <laughs> field, but the visual field as well. Yes. Do you hope to pair those Oh yeah. as you go? Oh, and, yeah. In what ways? What? How do you see that working?
0: Well, you know, there's always the whole, like, album art and logos. So and right off the stuff, bat, yeah. you're
1: saving a lot of money because <laughs> you don't have to pay somebody else to create your album art. Yeah,
0: yeah. But, um... I think the main reason that I got into the graphic design, I love art. And that was always a big struggle for me is figuring out whether to go after my passion of music or going after my passion of art. And overall, I just kind of decided that with uh, doing what I'm doing with graphic design, I'm able to keep the best of both worlds. Yeah. You know, because graphic design, I feel like you can very much work on your own schedule. So then I'll have time to be you know doing gigs out there yeah you know and then the other thing is when when you rely solely on music i feel like sometimes it can start to turn into more of a job than something really fun you know so
1: i find that with photography yeah i go definitely i go through periods and it's kind of cyclical it's about every eight to ten years i've been doing this a long time Long. Longer exactly. than me, because <laughs> you're older. About, <laughs> no, I'm older. Mentally. He, he, Moses was at your last high school reunion, David. I was there when they <laughs> <made> the <deal. laughs> I go through these cycles where about every eight or 10 years, I cannot pick up a camera. I mm-hmm. can't touch it. Mm-hmm. And then that lasts sometimes a few months. One time it lasted a few years. Wow. And then I have to pick it up Yeah. Day. that's just how it happened because it gets to the point where my photography and that's how i've supported myself for nearly 40 years Mm -hmm. um that's how you know it is a job Mm -hmm. but it's also a passion right but it gets to the point where it's just the job oh yeah and i don't like that my wife can tell when it's coming close. And your creativity goes, boom, it just plummets. And then it's like, I'm doing it because I have to and not because I want to. Now, Mm -hmm. as technology changes, Mm -hmm. and there was a time when in order to do recording of music, you needed to be in an area that required a lot of technology, a lot of dollars, a lot of this, a lot of that. Now it's to the point where you can capture the music fairly inexpensively mm-hmm. uh, same thing with graphic design and mm-hmm. multimedia art there's ways you can do that on a laptop or a tablet oh
0: yeah that oh, yeah. used
1: to require a full studio worth of stuff right so there's lots of opportunities for you to mix the both and- right do your your visual art with your music behind it or or the other way around. Yeah, yeah, you know. Interesting.
0: Yeah, I've even, you know, on my Instagram page, I have, I've been trying, for whatever reason, with my new single, I've been trying to even get into, like, animation. I did, like, some just, you know, really simple animations, you know, so maybe in the future, I'll incorporate more of that art into my songs to make it very visually melodic as well as, So where
1: do you see your, let's pull out your Crystal Ball, where do you see your music 10 years from now? <sighs> where would you like to see Where
0: would I like to see it? my yeah. music? Inspiring the souls of as many people as I can. <laughs>
1: now you talked about you talking with your parents when, you, yeah. if, when and if you make it big. I will say when you make it big. <laughs> Uh, have you already been working on that uh, acceptance speech for <laughs> M.A. or Grammys? <laughs> have Best you, new artist. Have, <laughs> you, have you stood in front of the, the mirror at home with the hairbrush in your hand <laughs> giving your speech?
0: Maybe. I've, I've done it in my head. But like, <laughs> you know? Well, my dad always told me, you know, if you can't visualize yourself somewhere, then how are you supposed to get there? So, 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 so in, you in know. that
1: mental speech, yeah. who
0: do you think? My family. First and foremost, my my parents, my nana, my grandma, my grandpa, my papa, my aunts, my uncles, just all of them. And then I thank just all the the teachers I've had that have helped me grow along the way. And as well as all the, you know, musical people that I've met that have just inspired me. I, you know.
1: Is that them out there that we're hearing?
0: (laughs) That my parents? Yeah, Yeah. that's my parents right there. (laughs) Is it just them or someone sticking around? who, Who are they? My parents. Let's out them let's out by them. name. We Who have are they? Gail Cisneros and Robert Cisneros.
1: <laughs> and they're they're very important as a driving force behind your creativity. Oh, well, that's yeah. beautiful. That's great. Yeah, them. No. Well,
0: mm-hmm. let's
1: hear some more of what uh, what folks will be hearing on August fourth at
4: the show at the concert against. Teen bully <laughs> and We're suicide. Plug it as much as we can. Oh yeah, Again, August fourth at the Boys and Girls Club in Prescott and Prescott you, for us locals uh,
1: and folks can find out about you. Where
0: um, Instagram, Facebook, Sierra Cisneros official Instagram, just Sierra Cisneros Facebook, and you yeah. know, you have a website. I don't. I no. need to work okay. on that. So face, Facebook. <laughs> You're so a graphic design. I know. I know, I know. know
1: what? You know what I use my website for? To point people to my social media. <laughs> exactly. That's about That's it. where it's at these days. So yeah. let's, uh, tell me what you're going to play.
0: Um, this one's called Up. It is out on Spotify, um, in, uh, not Instagram, <laughs> Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, all your streams, even on YouTube. Um, it's about, I've been talking a lot about my family, and it's about just my family and all the people I've come across and how much I love them, and it's about them, it's for them, so... This one's called Up. I know rainbows and butterflies aren't your style, but in them I can't help but see a smile. days got me going crazy Cause you, oh my dear, are kind of amazing When I'm feeling blue, you bring your paintbrush You paint me all the colors Cause you turn me into something I like much more Cause you, oh my dear, unartist, an artist I'm sure The warm rains remind me of your embrace and in the tree of life feel the rule.